This week we discuss two big issues facing farming. First, tackling black grass. The approach we took is we've taken lots of bits of data from two fields and that's really looked to quantify the problem, quantify how much black grass is in these fields. And later on the programme, looking after our mental health. People need to remember you need to look after your mental health as well as you look after your physical health. If anything changes, even if it's just a little niggle, if it was your physical health you would probably mention it to somebody. So if you're struggling with your mental health, you think, oh I'm not concentrating as well or I'm not sleeping as well, that's the telltale signs that maybe your mental health isn't as, as good as it should be and you need to, to do something about it. The Week in Agriculture. This is The Farming Programme with Sean Dunderdale. Hello, yes, more on uh, Mind Your Head Week with Jilly Steele in a while, but first it's described as the biggest agronomic challenge facing most arable farmers. An issue we've discussed before here on The Farming Programme, that of black grass and how to control it. Andrew Ward has his way of doing it, and quite successfully, it's fair to say, certainly on his farm. Bayer has its Blackgrass Task Force, but what is it? Ben Coombs is Bayer's campaign manager for herbicides. So the task force, the Blackgrass Task Force, the principle behind it is that in small plot trials and, and research that's done, you can come up with a, a quote-unquote recipe for controlling blackgrass. But as farmers across the country will tell you, just rolling that recipe out onto their farms proves a lot more difficult than uh, just uh, un- unfurling the playbook. So the idea behind the Blackgrass Task Force is to try and take some of the research that's done, the small plot trial research and, and even early stage research, and uh, take some expert advice in the form of John Cousins uh, of NIAB and Philip Wright, uh, independent agricultural advisor, um, and really put that advice into practice on on two farms so there's one uh, which is in Cambridgeshire um, Abbott's Ripton farm which is struggling with uh, quite challenging black grass it's in the black grass heartland Um, and then we've got a a contrasting situation over in Shropshire where there is black grass in the in the field and black grass on on the farm and I suppose the, the the wariness in that that field is worried about dropping into the hole of black grass and having to climb their way out um, and so there's, there's different challenges that are involved there and for the experts there's different uh, bits of the research that they need to bring into practice on the farm. And how, how's the research been going so far? Well so far we are um, just entering the first season where the advice is being put into practice. Um, and so what we, the, the approach we took is we've taken lots of bits of data from two fields which are focus fields on these farms. And, uh, and that's really looked to quantify the problem, quantify how much black grass is in these fields, um, which in, has involved doing plant counts and head counts, so we know the, what germinated in the, in the previous crop. And then we've also done a seed bank analysis to find out exactly how much black grass is in the soil in these two fields. And so what the um, advisors have, uh, have recommended in both cases is to uh, progress into a spring cereal rather than looking to drill a, another winter cereal crop, which is great news from a black grass perspective because it changes up the, 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 the pressure that the crop leverages on the, on the weed. Um, so in the Cambridgeshire farm it's, uh, it's spring barley and uh, over in Shropshire it's spring oats in fact and, and the reason for that is uh, for the marketability of the crop. Um, because one of the principles I'm really, really keen to make sure stays right at the heart of it is farmers aren't farming to control black grass. They're farming to produce a yield that ultimately they can sell. And, and so working within that 
commercial operational farm is so important to this project, which is why the recommendations that the experts have given are, are that focused on the farm business rather than just on controlling the black grass. And it is key, isn't it, trying to, trying to control it. You know, Andrew Ward, he'll be listening now, shouting, I know how to do it, but it costs a fortune. Um, it, it, but it really got to tackle the problem because it is, it is a real problem for many, isn't it? For sure. And, and I think that it's a, it's a real problem for, for so many across the country but it's also quite a unique problem for each individual and, and this is I think one of the principles behind the project which is that the, 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 the research which is done, the small plot research is, is brilliant and it really does you know, show what it shows and, and it's superb and without that, without taking that, that research it would be difficult to put it into practice but everyone's situation is different and um, what one farmer does in, on their site might not be the same for, for another farm down the road and it's trying to kind of um, give a bit of sense of that, uh, trying to balance all of these different factors and, and uh, put a plan into practice on, on two very different sites with different challenges um, and seeing uh, and really monitoring and measuring the success and the outcome interesting to keep in touch and see how that success happens. While we're here also is the 5 for 5 initiative that I know you're working with uh, Rothamsted Research on uh, as well, looking at how to reduce blackgrass with certain measures for five years. Just talk us through that process. Yeah, so I'd say we haven't, it's not something that we've been working with um, with Rothamsted on. I should, you know, um, give the uh, give credit where it's due. This is something that I know Stephen Moss has been really key in, in, in driving, but the principles behind this are, you know, they say to exactly how we as Bayer we see black grass control um, the, the five principles that have been, been put into place are, are, are stop seeding cultivations sowing date crop competition and, and herbicides now from from our perspective as Bayer the, the, the bit that most interests us is, is herbicides but equally as Bayer um, we're absolutely fully on board and completely understand that without doing all of the bits before you get to using your herbicides, um, you're really going to have a, they're not going to do the job that's required. And so um, all of these principles are, are in play in the task force project, which we're running. Um, they're so vital to have an integrated control program, which doesn't just rely on um, the use of one technique to control black grass. Um, finished off with the, uh, the judicious use of, of herbicides, um, like Liberator in the autumn, which is, is so key for so many black grass control programs. Okay. That's Ben Coombs from Bayer speaking there about the 5 from 5 initiative that uh, Rothamsted are driving. And before that, Bayer's own black grass task force. And you'll find out more about it online at the Bayer website. Thank you, Ben. Right, on to grain and uh, our open field report from Kit Dickinson. Morning, Sean. How are you? I'm very well, very well. So what's uh, what's happening at, uh, at open field, Honeypot Lane? Well, after several days of, of doom and gloom, really, at the end of last and at the beginning of this week, the market has bounced back over all of the EU futures, and most of US CBOT charts are showing positive numbers, which is good. The fear and impact of the coronavirus is still present, but certainly easing in terms of the global trade. Gains weren't huge, but nevertheless, there were gains, and ex-farm prices followed the futures. London Liffey gained on both old crop and new crop, with French wheat doing similar. Even French rape was higher, by €4 at the start of the week, although it's still a long way from the top where it was three weeks ago. Even the US electronic markets are mixed this morning, but showing gains on wheat. This week the drills and cultivators, sprayers, have been out in force, but how much will they get drilled? After the rain today, or more importantly, how much more will they drill before the end of the winter season? 
Domestic prices continue to stay above 150x the farm for the rest of the marketing campaign and into the 160s for November new crop. The big question is how long will these prices stay? Moving on to barley this week, there has been little movement in the barley market. 130x the farm is still achievable for feed barley for May 20. New crop prices are surprisingly buoyant given the intended amount being drilled this spring. Again, 130 feed barley for November 20 is a good start and new crop malting premiums are currently £10, making full spec malting 140x the farm. This price looks very appealing against the current season and with larger barley crop expected this harvest, it may be worth taking advantage of this price while it's still available. Barley seed is still available with short delivery times, so please contact your FBM for specific prices and timings. Limited news on beans. Egypt are still buying in feed beans this week, and premiums are somewhere between 10 and 15 on winters and 20 to 25 on springs. Moving forward to prices for feed wheat, February 151 to 153, May 153 to 155, November 159 to 161. And milling premiums are, yes, still at £20. Oilseed rape is 319 for February, May 322, November 309. Feed barley for February is 125 to 127, for May 129 to 131. November 20, 130 to 132. Malting premiums are £8 for old crop and £10 for new crop. Feed beans for May, 205 to 207, and moving forward into new crop, November 175 to 177. And as I said earlier, human consumption premiums are circa 10 to 15 on winters and 20 to 25 on springs. Thanks, Kit. That's uh, Kit Dickinson at Open Field. This coming Tuesday sees the start of this year's Mind Your Head campaign. It is such an important issue and the ideal opportunity to welcome back in Julie Steele, the uh, wellbeing lead at LRSN, the Lincolnshire Rural Support Network. Now, you might remember we chatted with Julie just as she was starting the role. How how long has it been now since you've been in the job? It has been since the end of September, so it feels like forever, but not actually very long. And how have you found it? absolutely wonderful the the team are brilliant the work that they're doing um within the community is absolutely fantastic um it's got very busy because there's been a lot of issues regarding the floods um and regarding the upcoming brexit anxiety that a lot of people are having so uh, it's keeping us out of trouble has it been as you expected or actually has the the workload been even greater I think it it has been what I've expected because I knew there was a great need within our agricultural communities to address mental health as well as physical health issues. Um, The workload has increased um, probably a lot more than any of us at LRSN expected it to. Um, But that's great that we've been prepared and and the organisation got me in post at the right time. And as you say, obviously, you know, we had that really wet autumn um, almost from when you started. Yes. Uh, I know it wasn't your fault. I'm not blaming you. <laughs> yeah, sorry, um, <laughs> And we had the floods and everything. And we see, you know, we've talked about it on the programme. We've seen, you can see the images of, of the wa- underwater. But I guess a lot of people don't realise that that's having a real serious impact, isn't it, on, on the, the farmer's concern? It, it is certainly. We've had those two lots of flooding now in Wainfleet, um, and a lot of the media coverage has been focusing on the farms that are underwater. Um, but it isn't just the people who have been affected by the flooding. The weather in general has made everybody's fields extremely wet, um, almost too wet to do anything with. So we've got a lot of issues that will be coming up towards the spring for people. 
and that's going to roll in, isn't it? With we've, again, we've talked about it before on the program, but you know whether it's cash flow problems going into this year. Yep. You've mentioned the uncertainty as well as we we wait yep. and see what comes out of uh, the, the the withdrawal from from the EU. I believe that LRSN are looking at getting uh, some volunteers in as well to assist you. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. We uh, we've had a bit of a recruitment drive. Um, we've had some people volunteer themselves come forward. You've got some mental health experience um, as well as some volunteers who've got some business experience as well come forward. So we've already got a fantastic team of volunteers but it will be great to to add some more skills to that of course it's uh, mind your head week this this coming week it as is. well organized by the the, the farm foundation um, an important week isn't it because again it's it's getting that message across to mind your head really to to, to speak out if there are issues it absolutely is and, and i think a lot of people Again, I said before, when they think about mental health, they think of people who are extremely unwell and maybe need to be in a hospital. But what we're talking about is everybody has mental health, whether it be well-maintained and in good mental health or whether you're struggling with it. And it, it, it could be you're tired, it could be you're stressed, and that then has an impact on your work and health and safety and all those other things that people don't always link the two together. So weeks like this, I guess, very important. They're crucial to to just keeping awareness we've had lots of campaigns we've seen obviously yep. prince william and harry with uh, the campaigns that they've done here on the radio station we've had our mental health minute um which which actually featured prince prince william as well um anything that keeps it it's constant isn't it you've got to keep that message getting out there because for a lot of farmers uh, they're still nervous about coming forward or think it's a pride thing Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and I think people need to remember you need to look after your mental health as well as you look after your physical health. If anything changes, even if it's just a little niggle, if it was your physical health, you would probably mention it to somebody. You wouldn't necessarily go to a doctor, but you might say to your partner, oh, I've got a bit of a twinge in my back. So if you're struggling with your mental health, you think, oh, I'm not concentrating as well or I'm not sleeping as well. That's the telltale signs that maybe your mental health isn't as, as good as it should be and you need to, to do something about it. And are people coming forward? more to you are you noticing over the last few months yes certainly we've uh, had certainly more people come forward to our physical health nurses at um, the markets that we attend and have actually said oh could I speak to somebody about my mental health which is fantastic that they're actually making that step through the door and, and asking for some help and support and that's it isn't it there's the the helpline is there obviously but also you are at the markets you'll be at the the farming conference on yep. Tuesday as well so there are those opportunities to see you to see the team and to 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 reach out to somebody absolutely and and sometimes people feel nervous to talk to someone face to face or to make a phone call um so my contact details are on the website so people can always email me and i can make contact with, with them that way okay thanks julie that uh, website is lrsn.co.uk lrsn.co.uk and the free phone helpline if you need it in confidence no one need know you called is 0800 138 17 1-0-0-800-138-1710. And uh, I'll give you the details again at the end of the programme, just before it anyway. Right, let's go on to agronomy. Our uh, agronomist, Sean Sparling, is waiting to chat with us. Fresh from the uh, Cream Awards in the week with Giles Brandreth. Sean, hello. Yes, good morning, Sean. It was a great night, but it always is. You know, I'm proud to be associated with British Dairying and I've I've hosted the awards along with various co-hosts for many, many years now. This year it was Giles Brandreth again and it can be an event in itself trying to manage Giles Brandreth. I've done it several times and it never gets any easier, but he was on top form. He is an absolute hoot, a legend, and we had 
a very, very good night, a fun night, a night of passionate support for the dairy industry. And the age range varies between those 350, 370 guests, between 16 or 17 years old of the young people coming into the industry with their enthusiasm and their vision and their innovation and their dedication. They've been recognised for that in awards, right up to the other end of the scale with people who look like they were there when they cut the ribbon to open Stonehenge. But the common theme, the common mentality is such a dedication and a passion for the welfare of their animals. And, you know, I'm absolutely humbled to have been a part of it once again. And we will do it all again next year. It's a fascinating event and it's a fantastic event. And it celebrates and rewards everybody from the scientists, the breeders, the farmers, the men who work on the farm, the vets, the technologists. All of the innovators in the dairy industry are recognised in those awards. And it's a fantastic night a showpiece for the dairy industry so i'm proud to stand beside them we all take a lot of nonsense whether you be arable or livestock farmers there's a lot of idiocy and nonsense being spoken about us and i think our job going forward is just to address those questions address those concerns and move forward showing people we have absolutely nothing to hide and that a lot of what they believe is happening is an absolute load of nonsense because you should be very very proud of the british dairying industry and the way they think about their animals and how they want to promote British dairying going forward as the world-leading dairy industry as it is. So proud to have been a part of it and we'll do it all again next year. So let's move on to agronomy then. It's been a difficult week. We haven't had a lot of rain. We did get 7 mil last weekend, which scuppered things a little bit. But then we've had some frost this week. When you get a minus 2, minus 3 frost, immediately your eyes light up and you think we can soon get out there and get some fertiliser on, we can travel. But as soon as that frost starts to leave the ground, it leaves a mucky, sticky mess and that's complicated the last throws of what somebody described to me the other day as panic drilling and what he meant by that panic drilling was there are certain varieties like the siskins the kerins the grahams the gravities which have this end of january safe sowing date latest safe sowing date as i've said before you can overlap that seven or ten days don't get hung up on this end of january thing it's more to do with the conditions that prevail and the weather conditions and the soil conditions but i do agree with him that we are now at the end of that panic drilling station for Siskin, carrying Graham, Gravity, the end of January cutoff. You can still drill your Skyfalls and your Revelations up until the end of February, maybe even just slightly beyond. I've done that in the past with Skyfall and got out of it quite well. But um, yeah, I, now we've had some more rain today, it's going to complicate things even further going forward. There was some drilling done this week. We were drilling straight into some of these seed beds. What I would say to you is if you're going to go out and drill into already cultivated land without doing any more cultivation, if you've got a flush of black grass for goodness sake spray it off even if you only give it a day or a couple of days for the glyphosate to get into those plants because if you try and control black grass in particular black grass by just drilling through it and hoping that the cultivations will deal with it it won't it'll simply reset and carry on growing and that will be detrimental to the crop so you're better to start off clean so the crop doesn't have to come up already competing with an established crop of black grass take the opportunity to deal with that black grass with some glyphosate before you go out and drill remember you can put pre-emergence herbicides on spring wheat 
and spring barleys um, and you know avidex and liberator uh, you can use these products check with your advisor make sure you're safe if you need an emu an off-label approval an extended authorization of minor use make sure you hold that and you have a printed copy uh, but just make sure that you're being legal make sure you get the drilling depth right etc etc um, spring wheat spring barley you want to be drilling around 350 seeds or so per square meter if you're still drilling winter wheat you want to be around 400 to 425 seeds per square meter depending upon the soil conditions you can start your spring wheat spring barley now but spring oats stay out of those spring oats need to go into warm soils they need to be in and up and away they will not thank you for going in cold so way 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 too early to be going on with spring oats at the moment spring beans i think it's too wet in most of these fields to be putting spring beans in they don't like wet feet and a lot of these fields they're going to have wet feet if you put them in as i said last week nitrogen you want to be out there putting 30 40 kilos of nitrogen across all of your winter wheat which is already through the ground if you drill spring wheat spring barley get 60 70 kilos in the seedbed or on immediately after drilling because they're going to need that in order to start growing all seed rape as well out there now we should be putting the first part of the nitrogen on whether you split your first half of the split or go as one split that's entirely up to you speak to your advisor and don't forget the phosphates and the potash particularly on fields where you've damaged the soil structure so after maize after potatoes sugar beet cabbages carrots broccoli all of the veg if you're damaging the soil you will move the potassium down and that will need a re-addressing even if you've had soil analysis done last autumn things may be different now so speak to your agronomist if you get these nice frosty days you may well be able to get some p and some k on we're starting to see some uh, movement towards spring although it looks like we haven't quite had winter yet and we may well get some winter remember february early march can be very very wintry indeed so let's just look forward and see what the next seven days brings us we will indeed. A blustery uh, seven days ahead by the looks of things. Let's turn to the weather. That was Sean Sparling of Sparling Agronomy Services. The Farming Programme. Five-day forecast. Well, uh, even if the curtains are still closed, you will know. It's wild, wet and windy, thanks to Storm Kira. Uh, some heavy rain causing localised flooding with strong damaging winds forecast for today as well. From the southwest, those winds gusting at up to 70 miles an hour. Mild air though, so highs of 13 Celsius. That temperature noticeably cooler from tomorrow and for the rest of this week. We're looking at highs really around 5 or 6 once today's out the way. Tomorrow will stay windy from the west, 20 to 40 miles an hour, so not as strong as today. Wintry showers are possible though because of that uh, change in temperature in between the sunny spells. And Tuesday looks like being more of the same. It is likely to stay quite wet and windy throughout the week. Uh, not as strong those winds as they are today. Uh, we might then see things calm down by the week's end with temperatures starting to rise again next weekend. For now, though, that is the forecast. Obviously, we will keep you updated today through the day on any issues being caused by uh, Storm Kira and uh, the hourly forecast through the week will also bring you the latest as that weather is, as we know, prone to change. That's it for another week's farming programme, though. That uh, website and phone number again for LRSN, should you need it, is lrsn.co.uk, lrsn.co.uk, and that telephone number 0800 138 1710, 0800 138 1710. There are various other organisations you can call as well, and on our Twitter feed, at Farming Show, uh, we'll post some of those other details for you as well. It's there, 
they're there do use it do speak to them if you need them now we did this uh, last week kind of thought for the week uh, to end the program from our agricultural chaplain alan robson and a few of you commented and said you liked it so why not again this week as we are entering mind your head week here's alan's thoughts on minding our heads well well-being is wider than just the me it's all about us and you know, and when people get into that desperate plight of you know aloneness in their mental health one of the methods of helping is to reconnect with members of your family or if that's not working members of wider community friendships people who understand who you are and what you are and why you why you are and and embrace metaphorically where you're at and so i think all of these things matter and and, and yes it, it's no good at being us and them it's it, it's all about building relationships with each other and everyone um and uh that really should be at the heart of our Christian theology. Um, but it, there is something that we've missed. Thank you, Alan Robson. It's the Lincolnshire Farming Conference this week, Tuesday, at the Epic Centre. I know Jilly and the LRSN team will be there. I'll be there. Alan Robson will be there as well. And indeed, you can hear a preview of it if you're thinking of going to the conference on last week's farming programme, which is uh, available still on the podcast page of our website. Go have a listen if you missed it last week. We'll have highlights of the conference on next week's programme. Until then, take care.